Greetings and salutations. This is Jeremy Jimenez, and you're listening to the Whole Heffin Show podcast dedicated to NXT. We're going to recap last week's NXT, which was um, the last one for February. Um, do a preview for tonight's NXT. And discuss a couple other wrestling topics that might not all be related to NXT. But let's get this show on the road. Okay, let's do a quick recap of the last NXT of February. Um, it it featured a lot of uh, the um, some further fallout from NXT Portland. First match we had was Dominic Dajakovic going against Cameron Grimes. Um, good back and forth match. Um, the end saw um, Dajakovic do one of his freaky flying moves to the outside. It looked like he might have banged up his knee. And then Damian Priest came out and clubbed um, Dijakovic's knee, um, Tanya Harding style. And then they skated through the crowd. And then um, Dijakovic just beat the 10 count to, lo- to avoid a count out loss and then immediately got a cave-in stomp from Cameron Drives and wound up losing by pinfall. So... This establishes a new feud for Dijakovic. I'm not sure if there's any actual knee problems with him or anything like that. He did have the knee surgery last year on um, the meniscus tear. Um, But if there's been a setback or anything like that, it wasn't evident in the match. May just be a storyline reason to put him in a new feud, possibly with, um, well, obviously with Damian Priest in this case, gives them both something else to do, and also lines up Cameron Drives as a potential threat to, uh, or challenger to the North American title. So, the next couple weeks should be interesting, see how Grimes continues to step up. It's been quite impressive when he's gotten the opportunities. Um, the next item on the docket from last week was a segment involving Finn Balor in which he started to address his next move. And he was then interrupted by Imperium's Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner, them telling him that he had not ever won the NXT UK title. Because NXT UK wasn't in existence when he was originally in NXT. But um, it looks like they're teasing a Balor versus Walter match. Which I'm not going to complain about one bit. (laughs) Probably will wind up being the main event of TakeOver UK. When that happens at the end of April. And time to start building that. Then, um, next item, I might be mixing things up, I apologize if I am, um, but there was a match with Mia Yim against Zia Lee that was, um, interrupted by Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, um, Zia Lee wound up rolling up Mia to get the 1-2-3 because of the distraction, and then Dakota sicked Raquel on Mia Yim, Remember the whole war game stuff, which Dakota brought up when she interrupted the match. And 
um, Raquel started beating up Mia Yim. Zia Lee tried to come to um, Mia's defense. She got knocked out of the ring for her efforts. And um, there was a further beatdown from Raquel Gonzalez ending with a um, scoot powerbomb, which I guess is going to be her signature move. And um, this also, this angle, I think, was more to set up just a reminder that this week there's a cage match between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. And it also sets up Raquel Gonzalez as um, a threat. She's basically the diesel to Dakota Kai Shawn Michaels for a early 1993 comparison. Um, anyway, um, the next match... That happened was Tommaso Ciampa going against Austin Theory. Austin Theory once again with a solid performance, hanging with one of the top guys in NXT. And Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa would eventually get the win and then be attacked afterwards by Johnny Gargano. And yes, the crowd is definitely behind Ciampa this time, not Gargano. And that's setting up a um, potential match between the two. Um, seen some rumors that it might be a loser of these NXT match when it happens, probably at TakeOver Tampa. We'll see. That would be an interesting dynamic because both men have stated that they would like prefer to stay in NXT. Perhaps one of them got convinced to go to another brand. And this will be writing them off if they're doing a loser leave NXT match, which is not yet set in stone. And then the next match was a nice big man match between Bronson Reed and Killian Dane. Um, this match, which I could tell from just the fact that it was booked, was um, kind of a Killian Dane getting some credibility back because he's eaten several um, key losses recently, which... He did wind up beating Gronson Reed. I'm not sure if him using the bear bomb as a finisher is that's. I mean, if he was bigger, I could see that. Like I, like, I think that would be a better move for Bronson Reed than Killian Dane, but to each their own. Killian Dane got the clean win here. And then we moved on to a tag team match between the grizzled young veterans and the Forgotten Sons. Um, which they teased with a little Twitter, Twitter thing last week. And then this match, um, Forgotten Sons being their usual bland, but solid in the ring selves. And the Grizzled Young Veterans, uh, I'm just entertained by them, especially Zach Gibson. <laughs> they're villains, but hey, they're fun. And they got the win in this match. And then... Um, our main event was Bianca Belair taking on Charlotte Flair. Um, decent match. I uh, wouldn't say it was great. I think um, the Portland match between Belair and Ripley was better. But Charlotte didn't stick up the joint like she did last year with Lacey Evans. And that could be possibly, probably due to Bianca being the freak athlete she is, and Charlotte being the freak athlete she is, and they actually meshed okay together. Um, the ending was felt a little rushed, 
Bianca hit a spear, and then um, Charlotte just got up and hit her own spear, and then laid out um, Bianca with natural selection for the one, two, three. And then Rhea Ripley comes out, does her whole stomp the ground entrance before she comes out to help Bianca, as the show is clearly running out of time. And then she chases Charlotte out of the ring. Um, this whole sequence felt very rushed. Like, they were clearly running out of time on the episode. So, it just did not feel, especially when I first watched it live. It wasn't so bad when I, when I re-watched it. But when it was first when it was first aired last Wednesday, I definitely felt like okay they're running out of TV time and they know it they're trying to rush and it feels that way because um, Charlotte was trying to get in some extra shots and Bianca Belair put her she put her in the um, figure eight stomped her um, stomped her leg wrapped in a steel chair and it's just done quickly it felt so. It's okay, um, it got what needed to get done, done, but it's just um, a case of um, the whole production needs to understand timing a little better on, on TV. But those are the hiccups of live television, and I'm sure it's probably going to be forgotten by today or by um, this next episode of NXT. Um, one thing it does do, since um, Rhea took a while to come into the ring, to, she had to do her whole entrance and stomp the ground and all that good stuff, it may set off a, um, Bianca being a little salty that she was getting her foot, foot stomped in while Rhea was taking her sweet time, possibly setting up another match between Bianca and Rhea on the way to WrestleMania. So we'll see if that transpires. Um, this this week's episode of NXT is rather stacked, so I wouldn't expect much of anything yet. Maybe to set up a match next week or along those lines. But um, either way, um, I do want to note that this week on Raw, there was barely a mention of the Charlotte versus Ripley match for Mania, so it looks like they're saving the build for that match for NXT at least at this moment Raw has plenty of um, other matches they need to get ready for Wrestlemania and we'll address Wrestlemania um, a little later on in this podcast next we'll go over this week's NXT preview and see what we can expect Okay, welcome back, and um, we'll go over this week's NXT episode um, for March the 4th. It looks like it's going to be a pretty stacked episode. They're having two steel cage matches. That was something I forgot to mention during the um, recap last week. They set up a second steel cage match, which probably will be the main event between the Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strong. Um, not sure how crazy this match will go because Dream is just coming back from his injury. But, um, I do expect 
another good match. Um, Dream's got a couple weeks of um, touring through his coconut circuit, and um, I think he was part of the Midwest tour last weekend. So he should be back and a little crisper than he was with his comeback match. And then um, the previously advertised cage match between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, which has sick potential. And I have a theory here. The loser of this match is going to win the announced ladder match, number one contender's ladder match that will be at TakeOver Tampa. That's just a gut feeling I have because I think these two women are going to be the cornerstones of the women's division after Mania when I suspect that Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, possibly Oshirai as well, get moved to other rosters. Um, I think it's going to be Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, possibly Candice LeRae holding down this division as the next generation group, Mercedes Martinez, um, Shotzi Blackheart, Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Santana Garrett, that group gets ready to um, take over after Dakota and Tegan. And um, we'll, we'll see how this match goes. I, I expect greatness. Um, if I were booking this, I'd probably have Tegan go over. Yeah, especially if they're going to put a brakes on the feud for now. Because generally cage matches end feuds. At least for a time. So um, I would have Tegan go over here. And then um, they'll have them both be involved in the um, number one contender um, ladder match at TakeOver. And in that match I would probably have Dakota win. And then um, have Dakota go and face, probably take the title off Ripley. And then you can have Tegan go after Dakota for the title. But we'll see how this all goes. Hopefully nobody gets seriously injured. And we'll see if, if Raquel Gonzalez plays any kind of factor. And then there also, I saw an advertising, um, um, or the preview is advertising that Finn Bauer is going to respond to the attack by one half of Imperium last week, which is probably setting up a um, match with Walter at the take UK TakeOver. And then... They're, they also advertise an Undisputed Era versus, they said 1-2, which I'm assuming is um, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. So um, expect a um, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly to go against um, Oni and uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Um, I would throw a wrinkle here and have 1-2 win. I was, I've been calling the the Brayham Brawlers, but I guess they're going 1-2. Um, that would be me. Uh, the Undisputed Era has had the titles three times now. It's time to establish other tag teams. But they're probably going to go over. And that's what they have um, advertised so far. I think they also mentioned something about some qualifying matches for the women's uh, ladder match. 
number one contenders ladder match at TakeOver. So we might see some of those. They haven't advertised who is going to be in those matches. Um, I'm not sure if it's a six-woman or eight-woman ladder match. Um, if I were doing this ladder match, I'd have Tegan, Dakota, EO if she's healthy, Candice LeRae, Bianca Belair, um, Tony Storm if she's coming over from NXT UK. Um, I'm missing somebody, I forgot. Oh, Mia Yim. And just someone who's hasn't done much yet, but probably for the future, someone like a Santana Garrett or Shotzi Blackheart, get them some takeover experience because they're going to be building blocks for the future. And even if they do like a Chelsea Green or Deanna Perrazzo, something like that, any of those, just someone unconventional for the sixth or eighth spot. I just want to see someone different. At least get that takeover experience. Um, but either way, that's what we have on tap this week for NXT. And um, we'll come back and discuss a couple things that have popped up around the wrestling world as we go into WrestleMania. Hello, welcome back. Okay, WrestleMania season is upon us. Um, so there's lots of stuff and speculation going on in NXT and WWE in general. Um, looks like we had a departure with NXT regarding Matt Hardy. There's a rumor he's going to show up on AEW. We'll see. Um, personally, I think he's going to take some time off. He's got a newborn at home. But I could be wrong. And who knows, maybe he'll show up in NXT, which would be an interesting dynamic. I think he's got a bright future as a trainer, so we'll see how that all turns out. Um, Jeff Hardy has um, announced he has been cleared, and one of the big reasons we've heard barely anything from him is because he actually went to rehab. Good for him. So um, that was announced on WWE Backstage. Um, they also announced... Um, the next um, inductee for the Hall of Fame, JBL, one of the best villains ever. I hated the man in 2004 when he was champion. So right now we have, for the, the Hall of Fame this year, we got a Batista, the NWO, um, the Bella Twins, and JBL. Um, Bella Twins have... Um, Caused quite a stir with the internet wrestling community, too. Um, I'm just going to say this about them. They they left. Like They had a couple years in WWE. They both won Divas title once or twice for like a week. Then they, let, they bounced. Then they came back almost a year later. And totally changed their entire approach to wrestling. And this is also, they came back for um, Total Divas because that was starting... But they totally changed their approach to wrestling. They got better in the ring, probably because they were dating some of the best wrestlers ever at the time. Um, well, Brie Bella married Daniel Ryan. And um, Nikki was um, dating John Cena. And anyway, 
they came back. They dedicated themselves to pro wrestling. Um, even as NXT was changing the way WWE would book women, hopefully forever, with the four horsewomen. And uh, if you don't know, that's Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. And they needed people to go up against who the fans didn't would boo. And the Bella Twins stepped up their game and were credible villains against the new women in wrestling. They were they represented the Divas era, but adapted to the women's revolution quite well. There they were essential cogs. So I have no problem with them getting going into the Hall of Fame. Um, Batista's career speaks for itself. The NWO changed wrestling, even though they wound up getting shoved down our throats and were long-term poison for WCW. They changed the business. They changed how um, how wrestlers handle contracts, all kinds of stuff in front of and behind the cameras. So, obviously, Hogan, Hall, Nash, X-Pac, I think those are the ones getting represented in the NBO. I don't know if Big Show's getting, going to be recognized there either, or like DiBiase or Bischoff or anything like that. But I know, I'm, I know it's going to be those initial four. Hogan, Hall, Nash, X-Pac. Or Six. But, yeah, I have no problem with any of the Hall of Fame selections so far. Um, there's some rumors of other of people who are going to get sele- submitted. Um, they're talking about either British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith or the British Bulldogs. I would prefer the Bulldogs, but we'll see what happens. Um, and... Um, there's another thing I've seen on the internet, which I find, I've found rather annoying. Um, if you haven't paid attention to the news recently, they're talk, there's, um, coronavirus, um, spread, started in China, Wuhan, and spreading throughout the world, slowly but surely, maybe not slowly. Um, there's a lot of conflicting things out there about it, and there's a rumor that, um, if it, um, I mean, there's a couple cases in Florida, now that have been confirmed and now there's um there's speculation that wrestlemania may be postponed or canceled i wouldn't buy into any of that i haven't heard anything about any other sporting event concerts festivals or anything like that being canceled anywhere in the united states over coronavirus fears um but it's something just to keep your eye on Keep an ear to it, but I wouldn't buy any much into it. I can't rule it out as a possibility because I don't think WWE has ruled it out as a possibility, but I don't suspect that much will come out of that speculation. And um, the other thing I wanted to do today, I got to give props to the competition. All Elite Wrestling has been, has proven to be rather successful so far. Um, I think. Honestly, they had a better show than NXT this past week. They had their Revolution pay-per-view where um, 
I guess they felt comfortable in um, moving the title off the longtime established person in Chris Jericho and putting it on John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose. I have no problem with that decision. It's time to for that company to take its next step. And we'll see. They're, and to be honest, yeah, they're competition, but it's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. For overall, I mean, they have they have their deficiencies. I mean, the women's division could be so much better. But they have women there I like. I like um, like I I enjoy Britt Baker's work. I enjoy Penelope Ford's work. Um, I'm warming to Big Swole and Shanna. People like that. Not so not sold on Nyla Rose, but man, does the internet hate her? Yes, she's transgender. So what? I mean, but she seems okay. She plays the big, the big powerful woman pretty well. Um, they had her going against Chris Statlander, somebody. Eh, I'm kind of in the middle with Statlander. But, you know, it, it's not it's not a bad show. I enjoy it. Their tag division is great if they figure out what the heck they're doing with Dark Order. I mean, the popular internet rumor is that Matt Hardy is going to be the, the exalted one. And I'm not buying that one. It'll probably be like someone like Luke Harper or Brody Lee, whatever, whatever name is going to go through, go as in the indies. If there's a leader. But that's a whole different speculation. Um, they kept the titles on, uh, the tag titles on um, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, Hangman Page. Um, so I guess they're going to drag that storyline out as long as they can before Hangman turns on Omega, which it looks like that's where that angle's going. Um, I saw MJF flipped off a kid, which is really hilarious, but it's getting, like, mainstream coverage from, like, TMZ and things like that, and this is why you can't do the stuff you did in ECW in 2020. I, it's fun when you reminisce and pull up the Dudley boys on YouTube and watch what they did in ECW and realize they could never get away with that today. But... I mean, I'm not sure if, the, if there's going to be any kind of fallout for not, for getting publicity for having a wrestler flip off a kid on camera. But that can be interesting. <laughs> and these AEW faithful, they swear MJF is the best heel ever. I'm like, have you watched wrestling for more than a year? <laughs> Apologies, I got a slight interruption, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, I mean, best heel ever is not MJF. He's a good heel, but I still, he's still, to me, low-rent Miz. Not quite the best heel ever. He's like a Miz, cross between Miz and Hunter Hearst Helmsley, like the original Triple H character. Um, and let's face it, there's better heels now, Randy Orton. Uh, there's been better heels in other eras, JBL. Um, 
best heel ever is probably Ric Flair. Um, my favorite heel of all time is Bobby Heenan. He was a manager, but he was, he was a good heel. Hell, Vince McMahon was a great heel. Heck, last year, Shane McMahon, I hated Shane so much. There's a good heel. Baron Corbin is a great heel right now. MJF's a good heel, but I don't think he's great. But if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking of M NXT more than AEW. NXT's best heel was Tommaso Ciampa, but then he had a neck injury, and everyone he got he got like a huge sympathy push. Um, Johnny Gargano's out there. I think the Undisputed Era are great heels, but they're kind of in the vein of the NWO, the cool heel. So the N NXT's got their heels, but it's like um, they're still like liked by most people probably the best heel on the show right now is Dakota Kai even though she hasn't done anything truly heelish in a while but um we'll see how how that transpires can't wait for that cage match this week and that should be fun but other than that I thank you for listening enjoy all wrestling and everyone have a good week.